severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreat and scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Just Get A Real Job. I cannot believe it's episode 10 already. It, this is crazy. We, we, we actually managed to make 10 episodes. I'm, I still can't, I'm still like so psyched that we're doing this. Like I love it. Um, so as always, thank you so much to everyone for listening. And uh, thanks for all the nice messages about episode 9 with Carolyn. I really enjoyed that episode, so to everyone that's been listening to that, I appreciate it. Yeah, so, obviously I've talked about in the podcast before how I've not really been writing as much because um, since I did my script for my major project, I've just kind of had a bit of a confidence dip. And yeah, so because we're in lockdown again, I've been, uh, I was inspired by my interview with Caroline. Obviously, because she's a poet, uh, and I be- actually started writing some poems again. So I was thinking that every so often I'm going to read some poems out at the start of the podcast. So I'd like to share with you guys before today's episode my poem, which is called "The Promise of a Night Out." And this sort of poems sort of just about you know reflecting on life before lockdown. Anyway, so here it goes: "The Promise of a Night Out." In these strange times with dark nights and laptop screen lights, we reflect on old times, on good times. On bad times, on fun times, on the clinking of pints, and on the promise of a night out. Yeah, obviously it's not the not the most amazing thing in the world, but it's just something I was working on. I thought I would share it. It's a good like creative process for me to just put it out in the world and yeah, I'm going to keep working on stuff like that. Anyway, today's guest is Hamilton's finest. It is Rebecca Riddle. And Rebecca is actually the first guest I've had on that I've not met in real life before. So I met Rebecca at a networking night a few days ago. And now we recorded a podcast together. And I really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, Rebecca's an actor. She's uh, done some directing. She's done a lot of interesting things in theatre. And she now has uh, started an amazing uh, little project called Lockdown Links which I would advise you all to, to check out, and we talk about it in today's episode. Anyway, I hope you enjoy today's conversation, and I'll be back at the end with more rambles. Hi, Rebecca. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. Thank you for uh, bearing with us where we, we had to sort out all the technical stuff there. Oh, thanks very much for that. <laughs> yeah, mummy laptop wasn't keeping up to scratch. I know, and then there was a trumpet upstairs as well. So I've also got two dogs downstairs, so I mean, it could be... Oh, we'll let dogs on the podcast. They, <laughs> it's all to play for at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Do- dogs barking on the podcast is absolutely fine, I think. I, I don't oh, think I can, okay, can get behind that. I, 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 love your, I love the background on Zoom, by the way. That, that's very nice photos. Oh, thank you. That was my lockdown project, my picture wall. I think a lot of people thought I had a bit of a unhealthy obsession because I was constantly <laughs> buying prints. And then whenever I bought a print that didn't fit the frame, I then bought another frame and that didn't fit. And yeah, I had so many frames and prints that just weren't <laughs> matching. So there's a lot of random prints about the house that I'm like, that'll go there and that's Ah, well, it works, you know, I've got to find something to do. Well, Rebecca, you're the first person on the podcast which who I've, ne- who I've not, like, met in real life before we've done yeah. it. So, yeah, this is a, you know, this is a new, this is exciting. But uh, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, so you're an actor and you've done some directing. I would say predominantly, if you're looking at my CV and everything, I'm probably more of an actor, but I have done a bit of directing 
and writing. Yeah. I also use that term very loosely, but um, <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. That's good. So we'll start off as always. Would you like to tell us a bit about your earliest creative influences? Yeah. So it's funny because I have been listening to this podcast and this feels like the hardest question. So <laughs> here we Well, thank, well thanks um, for listening. I appreciate oh. it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I suppose I'm very lucky and very blessed to have two grands that were in the performance industry. I had one... I have one, sorry, that was a dancer and okay. my other band was a singer. So I suppose I've already, I've always kind of had that in my blood, I suppose. And whenever I was around them, it would be films like um, like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, like a lot of musicals and things would be on, mm. and music and things. So, but I never felt like a push from them to like you should do this I think it was just very natural just being around in yeah. that environment and then talking about like stories and things of when they worked in industry as well so so they, yes. were they were they both like professional singers and dancers like yeah, they did it for so, a living so my gran yeah traveled a lot traveled the world danced oh, a lot wow. and she, she danced with like a lot of bands and things I suppose like not quite like past people if you ever heard of those if you ever heard of them. Yeah, that kind of standard of performance. And my grand was a professional singer. She traveled about a lot as well. And both of them like dabbled in each other's, I suppose, like mm. my grand that signed did a bit of acting and things as well. So very, I suppose those would have been influences to me, but not like aware, aware of that. Yeah, no, I think I think when you're young and you're around that, like it's not like you're consciously thinking it. I think, but just having yeah. that, you know, having that in your environment must be, you know, yeah. obviously your your brain's probably picking up stuff without realizing it. So, two, it's interesting that both your grands were like, you know, I know. In the arts as well. I know it's so funny, and they obviously had like stage names and things as well. Never like together, never performed with one another <laughs> as well. But it is quite funny, like just to have that they were in certain circles and things but yeah and, and, and what, suppose, what did they think about you being what you like wanting to work in the arts did they like support you in that yeah well my gran that um was a singer was very and both of them are very honest and very were like this is a tough industry and you need yeah. to make sure you're doing this and doing that I think it's fair to say though industry has probably changed a lot from when they were in it but yeah I think encouraging but also very honest and it's tough you know so but again like I I suppose it, it wasn't really them that were like go ahead and go for it it was very yeah. much like I, it was my decision to sort of go I'm gonna start doing that and I think from what kind of happened as I'm growing up up until this point has been kind of my own path I suppose where yeah. I've not taken much of an influence like like I, plus like my mum and dad don't have anything to do with like performance or anything yeah, like that yeah. so they they ask me so many questions of like so how does this work like what what can you do and are you going to go into teaching and ask questions like that and which is what a lot of people suppose ask whenever you say you're doing a degree like this I think being around people and going to places for learning and absorbing all of that, you sort of realise how many fields there actually are. No, definitely. And and an episode which will, this episode will probably be out by the time your episode comes out. But um, Caroline, who was on episode nine of the podcast, she said this amazing term. She said, this, she described herself as a creative chameleon. And I loved that term. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard it, but I think that's a great term. 
And yeah, I think I feel like a creative chameleon. I think most people do because you know, yeah. even actors in like Hollywood, you know, get they direct their own films or they write oh, stuff. Totally. You know, people dabble, and I think that's the joy of the being creative is that you can do so much stuff. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, so I would like go to my grands and things and reenact parts of like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers with my sister. Then I would have like films with my mum and dad watching with them and things. Yeah, and next from like Wizard of Oz to then Blade Runner and Dune and Alien and things like that. Films that probably were not age appropriate and have not affected me in any way, but still it was like whenever I think back things that I watched when I was wee, yeah, it would be a total mix of yeah different things. So do you do you did you have like a favorite film that, like growing up that really like you know like a huge was a huge influence on you? I'm not sure. That's a really hard question, but I'm sorry. It is. No, it's okay. I, th- I feel like with a lot of these films, though, so like, for instance, like Blade Runner, Alien, or even like big films like Ben Hur, which was on like a few days mm. ago. Never I actually seen that, that, shockingly. I know. I'm a, I was a film never student. Seen it. I was a film student. I've never seen that, and that's terrible. It's I, long. I, I need to <laughs> it see is it. It's a long one. You'll need a few hours for that. I say a few, mm. probably about five. Yeah, I feel like I watch it and I enjoy it and I love it, and it just takes me back to watching it like with my mum and dad yeah yeah there's a lot of nostalgia I think with films that you enjoy partly because it is a good film but also a big part of that is because you're like I remember watching this when I was wee so it's interesting how films can be like that but I don't know if any of them like influenced me like obviously when you're a kid and you watch things everyone pretends so I suppose there's a lot of things that you would watch going oh I want to be this I want to do that and (laughs) make it you know playing about and make believe and things I suppose but that's is that being a kid or is that like little signs of being an actor I don't know maybe maybe a mix of both I'd say yeah yeah, a mix yeah I would say so but and also my mum and dad were very much into their music as well so I grew up in the car well not actually grew up in the car (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, car journeys would be you know like Kiss, Guns N' Roses, Meatloaf, Tina Turner, people like that so I suppose my mum and dad's music has definitely perhaps like influenced the kind of genres that I like. Oh de- definitely it's all uh you know all influences. So I j- another question we sort of ask all our guests is uh, how is where you're from sort of um, affected your creative uh, journey like so you're from Hamilton right so how how is growing yeah. up in Hamilton like how has that sort of influenced you so I didn't really grow up in Hamilton actually I think it was Jonathan that you had on a while ago that was talking about how he kind of moved to the highlands yeah yeah so I actually grew up a lot of my childhood was spent in a very very small village where mm. there was like 70 kids in our primary school, seven people in my year, and three classrooms, so like P1, 2, and 3 were in one room and that kind of thing. And then halfway through P7, my mum and dad decided to move back to Hamilton. So I went from such a small school to a school that was over four floors with like <laughs> two P7 classrooms to kind of break me in easy for then starting high school a few months later, which again was... Even more kids so <laughs> the only kind of thing living in that village there wasn't really much to be honest there was like girls brigades and there's a dance school around the corner which I went mm. to and then when I moved to Hamilton I wanted to like resume my dancing and things like I loved yeah. it so much but a lot of the dance schools are very different on like qualifications and exams and things you sit mm. so 
And I suppose being at that age, well, about 12 years old, you're like, oh, I don't know what, what to do. So yeah, I didn't really pursue it, which I wish I had because I loved it. Yeah, I didn't go back to dancing after that. So when I look at my like childhood, like out, out with school and things, I didn't really attend any, I didn't attend any clubs yeah. or anything like that. And I know Matt, EK's finest, was talking yeah. about going to like Amdram and stuff. I didn't go to Amdram until I was like in my early 20s. So I didn't go to It was a lot later in life, yeah. Yeah, so it was very much my experience in high school, which drummed in and like ignited that whole, I think I want to be an actor or within this field. Was that just doing drama at high school? Was that like, was that music or drama at school? Or was that just like being around people at school? It was studying drama like two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. And then I was very lucky to have like three like amazing drama teachers that um, I'm like really good friends with now. Yeah, they, you know how like, you'll get people like, oh, you're good, you're good. But like these three would like properly go, you're good, this is why. They would tell me if I was shit, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I think one of the one of the feedback notes I got once was, that was great, can you go back and do it again and this time act? So thanks for that. So yeah, they were very um, encouraging and really wanted me to go on and do it. And I suppose it was in like my final year. I did it all the way up from first year to sixth year and did advanced hire in the last year. Yeah. And part of advanced hire was you had to devise like a like a piece. So you got to yeah. write it, cast it, uh, yeah. direct it, the whole shebang. Well and, in, in our high school, sadly, right, so I, I was the same as you. I loved drama at school. That was like my like space to go. Mm-hmm. And I had like an amazing drama teacher who was like a huge influence on me growing up and it's one of the reasons I do this now. And we did, but we didn't get to do advanced hour drama because there wasn't enough people that wanted to do it. So like, sadly, like it was like one of those things that never happened. And I always wanted to get to direct like my own piece. And yeah, I think that was a, yeah, just interesting. So it's really great you got to do that. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And because I'd kind of just really done acting and stuff, I never got like an opportunity. This was like the first kind of opportunity to do something like this. And I just loved the whole thing. And a few months before that, we the school got to take us they, they took us to go and see national theaters black watch by gregory burke which is amazing play yeah and we that saw that as well blew my mind absolutely so blew my mind i loved how it looked how it moved how it felt what they did with the movement like i'd never seen theater like that like yeah. i'd been like pantos and i'd been to go see like joseph like 10 times <laughs> so i'd never <laughs> yeah. seen i'd never seen a show like that before I I want you to know, I wanted to be in the army. I could have done other stuff, eh? I'm not a knuckle-dragger. It influenced me in the piece that I did in Advanced Hire, I did the staging very similar and I was very much focusing on how it all looked and how it all moved rather than <laughs> what it was actually about. Um, yeah. But 
one of the teachers was like a substitute teacher and he came back to see it and he I was I suppose I, it's fair to say I was quite I, I was quiet and I was hard working and I just got the head down and got it in and mm-hmm. you know, got got stuck in like that kind of thing and he came up to me at the end and he like remembered me because this was several years later and he was like that was amazing honestly that standard blah 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 you could definitely see there was black watch in there he went I really hope that you're going off to uni to go and do acting and not something like nursing or business <laughs> which we're, you know, we're about to come on to which yeah is, so you went to uni to do nursing didn't you I did so I so I suppose him saying that to me gave me a bit of a kick up the bum to be honest mm. because I was very like this is fantasy I'm never I'm never going to do something like this but yeah, him saying that after all this time kind of gave me a bit of a kick and I redrafted my personal statement to have it about <laughs> 50% nursing and 50% acting, which was oh, so wow. much fun. Hard to do. Yeah, and I submitted that and I was in a position where I'd been offered a conditional for the acting and English course at Napier Okay. and a conditional place uh, for nursing and I suppose I just didn't feel ready I didn't feel confident mm. in myself I didn't feel I didn't feel like I knew enough and I told myself acting will always be there so go get go get yourself a real job <laughs> 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 and um, nursing so I did that for a year and you know I actually really enjoyed it I mean mm. you do a bit of caring and everything yeah well I'll, yeah I work part-time in care which I suppose has there's some overlap but it's you know it's a rewarding job and yeah it is, it ties is. in I think all jobs share uh, skill transferable skills with, yeah. the, with the arts so no definitely and I really enjoyed like getting to know people I met a lot of interest in like patients and people from that I learned a lot yeah. of life skills you don't regret it at all you're glad that you did. I don't regret it no because at the time I went to go and do nursing because I had an interest in first aid and things so mm-hmm. I was like and I like looking after people and caring for people. So I thought I can definitely do this. And mm-hmm. basically what happened was uh, whenever I say that a year of nursing, people are always like, oh, what did you do? Like, <laughs> did you do something bad? So I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> basically what happened was I had to do a test and I didn't get, I had to get like something like 98 out of 100. And mm-hmm. I got 97 and I had to oh. reset it. And then the system didn't like how I'd got the answers, which were still correct. But because the system didn't like how I did it, because it was an online test, it didn't like how it worked out. So it failed me again. And I printed off all my answers and I went to a personal lecturer, which I didn't know I had until that point. I went to the head of that subject, the head mm-hmm. of the course, the head of the school. <laughs> my mum got involved, which is always a yeah, yeah. thing when, people, <laughs> you know, when your mum needs to get involved. And they were like, no, you're on a year of interrupted study. And at that point, that was about like September. And that's when all the people in my class were had started or were about to start. It was mm. too late for me to apply to go and do anything else. I kind of, I had like the union involved and everything. And I really did everything that I could possibly think of to fight it. And then I kind of went, do you know what? This is not me. This is not for me. This is the universe. So it was actually a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The blessing in disguise. We'll go on to talk about how you went into acting in a minute, but I just wanted to quickly ask you, as we're talking about your hometown, it segued so nicely that I didn't want to interrupt you, what you were saying, but um, oh, I just wondered if you had like 
a favourite word from Scotland or from anywhere you've lived really? Do you have like, is there a favourite <laughs> phrase or word that you have? I don't know. I wrote a few things down actually to think because it's <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I've got about three kind of words to suppose. Go for it. I love yeah. the choice. I love it. Yeah. So I like the word chicky, like you chicky face. I don't know. I, I don't, I've not actually heard that word. No. It, oh, does that oh. just mean like you have a cute face or? Yeah, it's, I feel like it's like every, it's like every time I've endured it. Well, whenever I've heard it or people I know that have used it, it's kind of yeah. I like that. I like um, that Winch, Winch is always a favourite of mine. Um, I think it's better than, will you nick my pal? Um, I've never heard that one. <laughs> there you go. But, but Winch is a very West Coast Scottish word because I would, you wouldn't really yeah. use that in Fife. We wouldn't really say that. Or in Edinburgh, I don't think. I don't I think I got I picked up that word from when I was working full time. A woman that I worked with was so funny. It's a good word. To word to be and fair. I was like, that's becoming part of my vocabulary. Um another thing that my dad used to say when I was wee all the time was like when you know, go to your bed, he would say like go to your pit, go to your kennel, go to your scratcher. <laughs> And scratcher is always one that just makes me laugh because I'm like, my bed's a scratcher? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, we things like that. Well, I appreciate, the, I appreciate the effort you put into the, and you know, you, you're giving us free words, so a thank you. No, None you're giving us lots of variety. Oh, you know, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. <laughs> oh. So we'll get back now to your, your journey. Um, my of, journey. Uh, into like the arts. So you, you're not a nurse anymore. You decided to leave no, no, the nurse. No. Yeah, no, I'm not a nurse anymore. Um, <laughs> decide yeah. to, to leave the nursing behind. So what, what do yeah, you, what do, you do now? Yeah, so after that happened with nursing and I was like, this isn't meant to be, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go back and do what I should have done, which was acting and things. And then obviously I needed a job because I'd got myself a car mm. for like getting to all these placements and things. I was like, oh. I need the money. So I went and got myself a job full time. Then like a year and a half into that, I was like, I'm going to go back and apply to go and study acting and things. So I felt a bit rusty because I suppose I'd been out of the game for like a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I decided to join an amateur dramatic club, which was local to me. Yeah. And um, it's great. I think I started it off as like villager number four. <laughs> <laughs> and the panto because someone had dropped out. Um, yeah. And I was like, I'll take it. That's fine. And then... The next show, which was a play called Lovers by Brian Crail, which mm. I acted in. And um, that was probably my first like reintroduction to performance. But when I approached the club, I had basically said, I'm writing something and <laughs> I might want to put it on at some point. And after Lovers, they messaged me to go, when would you like to do your play? We'd love to read it. <laughs> oh my god I have not finished this <laughs> so, so you suddenly had this pressure yeah yeah so and at that point as well I had just auditioned for Glasgow Clyde College so Langside College mm. and I did my HND which was three years at that course and I really enjoyed that course because I, I met like some really great friends there and they taught you quite a lot about productions. They gave you, sh whenever a show was on, you were the your year was the production crew for each other. So I learned, I learned things like um, making costumes, designing costumes, set design, uh, being stage crew, stage management, like lots of different things that is good experience to have. Like again, with the whole thing. Oh yeah, it's so like useful, isn't it? So I enjoyed that course because of that. So yeah, while I was there, I was also doing, I also had my little bit of career, I suppose, with 
anti-dramatic club that was part of and West Studio 32 so they were like right let's do your play let's read it and everything and I, I was just overwhelmed by the amount of like faith I was like oh my gosh they want me mm-hmm. to do it so they were like yep it was a one-act play so it was about 40-45 minutes and what was the play um, about what was that about very controversial <laughs> so it's called um, the after party and okay. basically it was around the time where a lot of things were coming out in the news all celebrities in power and you know child abuse so it was a piece that was kind of about that I suppose mm-hmm. and also like challenged like the stigma of it always being a male and a female when sometimes it can be the other way around yeah. and, like, and things so it was very controversial <laughs> and I suppose uh, looking back on it, I was more proud with my directing, my direction. And when I read my play recently, I was like, this needs a lot of work and would be different if I was writing it now. Yeah, but that's that's the thing about writing. I mean, yeah. like even people like, you know, I was listening to an interview of Paul McCartney. I know that's a huge, big name example to give out there, but he was talking yeah. about how he's got a new album. Out. He was talking about how he listens to like albums that he brought out five years ago and he goes... I would do that definitely now. So, do you know what I mean? That's people like yeah. him. So, I think that's the, you know, time is the best way to like judge something. But it doesn't oh, mean that it doesn't mean that it wasn't good at the time because you know it, it probably was still good. It's just you have a, a you know, you've learned a lot, yeah. so you, you judge it. Experiences, I think, yeah. and also influences as well on what I've been reading and things. So, yeah, I would yeah. do it very differently. But I'm very proud of myself that I did that. Like, I it was on like for a week, so it was like four nights. That's brilliant, though. I, I focused a lot on the costume and the um, the lighting. Like, I really I worked well with the lighting designer to make sure it worked because I had like a kind of movement dance thing with like different music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was very like kind of a nod to top of the pops. So yeah, and also I suppose I was working with actors where it was I had a mix of like like their experience in acting, I suppose, because mm-hmm. some people this isn't their day job or some were yeah. studying it and things. So I was very like proud of what they were. So, so did you, you direct you directed this play as well then? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. That's it's annoying that um because of it's was great for that you got a lot of theatre experience because a lot of people down the podcast so far are more into film and stuff. But the, yeah. the one downside to that is it's a shame I could like can't research and watch your work because <laughs> yeah. obviously yeah. like it's when I'm interviewing some of the people who have you know been in films and things, I, I can go back and watch their films and then go, yeah, so but yeah. I feel bad, I feel bad I can't be like, well, I saw your play and it was good, but no, that's yeah. actually interesting like, what you're talking about. It's good. I know. And I'm not sending you that script until Oh, it's... don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after that, it went well. I reflected a lot on it and I kind of joined the committee of that club as well. And I suppose, so, like, just flashing back a wee bit, sorry, to, like, when I was younger, when there wasn't, like, many clubs. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to any clubs. And I think there was an abundance of um, musical theatre ones a lot of the musical theatre ones that like my mum approached on my behalf or like I approached were very like, does she have this qualification in dance? <laughs> has she done this? Has she done that? And like met with waiting lists and things. So yeah. I never like got involved in it. And so I never, and it's funny because I do like musicals and things like, you know, watching mm-hmm. Oklahoma and Showboat and things when I was very young. But I just, and I've been in musicals as well. I never got involved with like musical theatre, like clubs or anything like that. And it's just a completely different skill set. So yeah, when it came to being on the committee, I suppose I was like the person on the committee that was like, I really like plays. And I suggested the next one, which was Carol Churchill's Top Girls, which is an all-female cast. And because we were doing... 
I'll, I'll no? check it out. I'll check it out. We were doing um, spam a lot that that year as I've well. Heard of that, yeah. Yeah, which is like male male heavy, I suppose, in the pants mm-hmm. and things. So it was a nice contrast. And again, I was working with people that normally um, maybe didn't do acting as their day job, maybe didn't were quite in the background, like chorus for a lot of things, and were now yeah. like at the front and headlines and stuff. So that was amazing as well. And I. I loved working on that play because what it was about, but also just watching all of them kind of like developing. I suppose there's a, a difference from working like with trained actors to people that don't really do this kind of thing. So it was very instinctual how they, they worked and how they evolved. And that was really interesting for me. And I was very proud of them for that too. And at that point, when I was directing that, I was also asked to be the assistant director of ah, one of the shows at college which was Market Boy. So I worked on that too. And that was quite good because I got to watch and see how that director worked and got more involved with the production element of it. I got to direct my peers, I suppose, because they were like, you're below me. So that was a bit daunting. But yeah, I, I enjoyed, I loved that experience as well. So my college career was, was great fun. It just sort of chucked you into all this like raw theatre stuff. Then. Yeah. It sounds cool. I was getting a lot of experience on the job rather than like studying directing. I was getting a mm-hmm. lot of, and I suppose, when I do direct I'm very instinctual and very like collaborative and like asking what do you think about that and do you ever think you know asking lots of questions like that so and I suppose I've got a bit of an eye for detail I'm very much mm-hmm. on like how things look up on stage so do you quite like set design and stuff is that quite a big part of your process I suppose so yeah I like using music to sort of mm-hmm. dictate or like determine how things kind of go as well I think that's just like creative process do like set and like how lighting works and things so I've got a very big interest in all of that I suppose as well I did a lot of graphics at school too, okay. design and art yeah. and things like that. So yeah, a little bit of design, but yeah, I really did enjoy my college career. And then at the end of that, I was like, what do I do? What do I do now? <laughs> Hi guys, hope you're enjoying this episode of Just Get A Real Job. If you're really enjoying the podcast, remember to follow us on all streaming platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, remember to give us a review. We really do appreciate your support, so remember to share this with your friends and family so they too can enjoy the next episodes of Just Get A Real Job. And now, back to the show. Well, so you, you finish all this stuff at college then, Rebecca, and then, so do you, do you finish college and at that point are you thinking, I want to go and continue doing this at uni, or are you just sort of know you enjoy it and you're sort of just, oh, see what happens? I wasn't too sure. I was sort of, I suppose, I, but at college, and I think this goes for all acting courses at college in general, is you don't get much experience for acting for camera. I think I had two, two or three classes on camera work, two of which were out with college time, and one that was a camera workshop was more about auditioning for camera rather than actually acting in front of a camera. I wanted to learn a bit about more learn more about that I wanted to network more and find out about the fringe because I would go to the yeah. fringe but I would I was always very like oh, I don't know how to get involved and how to be a part of it really so yeah I was um I decided just to go for it and get some more experience under my belt and apply for the acting or stage and screen course which was a course that was facilitated both by Queen Margaret University yeah. and Napier University which is where I met Matthew and yeah. where I met I worked with Cheeky Leo uh, <laughs> Delilah 
Yeah. Lots of guests, you know, lots of guests on this podcast. That's brilliant. I love that you're. I love that you're referring to Leo as cheeky Leo. I think we'll keep that definitely. He's as cheeky <laughs> as I am. But um, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a great course, and sadly ended abruptly, as a lot of courses did last year. Yeah, but, um, with the COVID stuff, obviously, it's yeah. a shame. It's a shame. And part of that was we were getting to go to Fringe, so we just started rehearsals mm. for Fringe that week, and we were yeah. very lucky because in your fourth year, you do like an end of year show. And the first two shows had already been and gone, and ours was the last one. Finished ours, and the week after that, that's when Lock, lockdown one happened. You know, yeah, back in so the nostalgic right. days of lockdown. Oh yeah, which <laughs> it's almost going to be a year. How mad is that? I know, and we're, and we're still in it. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy traveling to Edinburgh, but there we go. Mm. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Made a lot of really good friends. Learned about making a business so setting up a company which was good industry contacts as well so yeah it was a very good course and I learned so much from both campuses the yeah. course is no longer sadly but the bittersweet is that both of them have their own courses now so oh really yeah. have they stopped the course yeah so the ah, year are going to be the last year to have that course so oh really because I mean I have a soft spot for both because I did my undergrad at Queen Margaret so I have a lot of I love yeah. that university because I spent a really very fun four years there I did film and theatre which was more yeah. like the theory side of it so I never got to do as much acting and you know more it was more like we studied theatre and then Obviously, I did my master's at Napier, uh, the Screen Academy. So I, I, I like that. I like the idea that they work together. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, it was cool, and I think you're getting a wealth of knowledge from both as well. Like at Napier, we did have the Screen Academy. Captain. There was like camera work. Yeah, it was a good course. I learned a lot, and one of the cool things that QMU was they had the costume department. So yeah. got to do the costume showcase, which was really great fun. Because they have a great um, costume they design do. course there. It's a brilliant course. I think I mentioned it the other night, but with our show, we were the build, which meant mm. all of our costumes were made from scratch. It was just fantastic. I think like the the skill set and the creativity that they all have is just an awe of it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And I kind of stopped doing work with the Amateur Dramatic Club at that point, just purely mm. because like it's what the first year of that course I was driving to Edinburgh. Yeah. So I was getting up at like really early and then having long days and then I still managed to keep my job. I spent a lot of time like commuting to Edinburgh back and forth and um, decided to stop anything kind of out with because it was quite a lot to do that and also keep my job going. So I decided not to. But my friend who is like local from Hamilton, he does like, he was doing like a lot of like sketches and things and short things. So I was um, involved with that, like over college. It's so funny when I, when I met him and we actually met at a bar in Hamilton and we were both really drunk and we we're both waiting to get served. And I was like, I saw your video today, like your sketch. <laughs> and he was like, oh, did you? And I went, I'm an actor. If you ever need an actor, let's link in. Networking even when drunk. I'm like, networking when I'm, yeah. <laughs> intoxicated so we actually did link in and then the next day we were like let's do something so <laughs> I got involved with his like sketches and things and then he's also been shooting a film here which is kind of like a bit it's like a dystopian young team kind of thing in <laughs> Hamilton which is so funny and Hamilton's like totally 
freaking out. They're, they're seeing like yeah. people in masks and stuff and going, oh my God, calling the phone in the police constantly. So I've been able, I was able to do that because it was very like kind of spread out, like filming and everything. So like, maybe oh, that's loads great though. So I was still yeah. able to do things like that while I was at uni. But yeah, the course just has very sadly ended, ended on a lot of written work. And, yeah um, but you know we got to sadly yeah. that's happened to a lot of artistic courses and I know there'll be a lot of listeners um who have had the same experience and can well very much sympathize but oh, that actually segues very nicely into what we're about to talk about next so obviously we're talking about uh, lockdown and corona but what's great is I love the way that the arts has adapted and we're getting all these yeah. great things and people are you know making their own art from home and and your your latest project and um, which is how I know you is uh, called Lockdown <laughs> yeah. Links, and and this is like a great project you'd made. So would you mind sort of telling us a bit about that? And we'll try, we'll link this at the end, and we'll try because I think some of our listeners would love this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that plug. <laughs> so, <You're welcome. laughs> I suppose like Lockdown Links, it kind of stems from like a place of that like, I love like talking to people and networking and everything. And over like the, the course of lockdown, I was very lucky to like direct a couple of things and like link in with other people and the mm. other companies that I had before. And I kind of felt like it's quite a lonely time for a lot of people. And I know like speaking from people that I know that I've been studying with have had to go and get a job, I suppose, to get, get a real uh, job. Yeah, get a real <laughs> job just to get keep the money coming in. And it's meant that that creativity that we all totally aspired for and planned to do this year has kind of taken a bit of a backseat. Yeah. So I kind of, and also another thing that I love to do is bringing people together. So I'm very much like, oh, I know someone that could do that for you. And what about this person, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to kind of, and also my lovely podcast and chatting to people. Yeah. But anyway, Lockdown Links has kind of like been born from that all. Let's connect now and get to know each other now and find out who does costume and who does this and who does that like create those conversations now and make those links now yeah so that when we are able to work together at a safe and comfortable time that we've got some of those connections in place so yeah I've had like a few sessions so far I think I don't know I, I was I was very nervous to kind of go for it and I suppose I need to give like a bit of a nod to like yourself and all these other people that are starting podcasts and things because it kind of was like Gosh, I, I can, I can do it. I can. Let's do it now. Let's it's, do it now. You know what? It's, 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 uh, it's very commendable. And I, because I, I just sort of did this uh, like yourself a lot with links, right? Yeah. And people keep saying to me, "Oh, good on you, buddy, for putting yourself out there." And I've never actually <laughs> thought about it like that. And then when I actually yeah. sit, it's when I stop and think, "Oh my God, actually, maybe this I'm is unfunded. quite like no, yeah. I have a lot, of, a lot of respect." And I think, um, well, I, I attended lockdown links this week, the week we're talking. Yes, did. Um, yes. And I was, I really enjoyed it. I was a really, I, did, I was a bit like. Not sure how networking over Zoom is going to work. It, this could because mm-hmm. I I went to a, a networking night. It was at the start yeah. of last lockdown, and it was it was not good. It just didn't. It was hard to talk to people, and I liked mm-hmm. what they were trying to do, but it just didn't really work. But I loved um your lockdown link session because there was like five of us on that one, but it was really nice. I didn't know, I didn't met some of the people on it, so it was nice to sort of we all sort of got to speak and yeah. I just I really yeah. like what you're doing I think it's a great project so I'd encourage Aww. people to go and seek it out no it's it's good fun when I I recorded like the video for like the kind of introduction of what it was and a few people were like messaging going does anybody know what this page is it's called lockdown links like they started following me and I was like oh no like 
it's me. <laughs> um, and then when I went and like launched it as like a video, like what it was all about, I had so many people messaging me. And what was um, really like enlightening to me was the amount of people that replied saying they miss talking. They just miss talking about something creative, talking about something that isn't about a lockdown, which is ironic because it is called <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's something just to kind of connect to people. And that's, if that's what people take away from it, if they don't make connections, whatever, at least they know that they've got somewhere yeah. to come and talk and talk about, talk with like-minded people, I suppose. I was just no, going to say that um, something I liked on Monday was we, we did network, but we also did have yeah. a laugh and we were just sort of chatting as well. And it was, so it was a nice, uh, I think I just, I think I said to you that it was, it was very warm and welcoming, I thought. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's good. As I suppose like in the beginning, I was quite worried about like, oh, 10 people in an hour session, that's going to be quite a lot of time. So I, I don't mind either way if it's 10 or if it's less than that. But what's been quite nice is the first few sessions have been like small numbers, which has really helped people, you know, talk about what they're doing or working on or a bit about themselves, but also get to speak to other people and hear what they're saying and stuff. So yeah. everybody's getting an equal amount of time. But again, like, well, I don't know, maybe I'm being biased because I'm just, because I'm like running it. But whenever I'm in it, I don't feel like it's, Right, you've had your five minutes. Next, right, you've had your five minutes. It seems to just be naturally like kind of flowing or yeah. like, oh, I do a bit of writing. Oh, right, okay. And, you know, it's just kind of, it's very organic how it is. And it, that is what networking is. It's not yeah. about... That's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going up and going, hi, my name's Rebecca. I'm 26. I like ice cream. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> nobody talks that way, but... I think it's got a stigma and I like I use the analogy of like, being a bit like dating in a way that like listing your interests and things but conversations don't go like that so no. yeah I feel like um I'm hoping that it's going to like also just build a bit of confidence in people and like when I can have a conversation and that's what networking is it's not well, well definitely we'll link all this at the end as I said before and yeah, yeah please go and check it out guys because it's a very a very good project if, especially if you're Need some connection and you want to meet new people. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, I have a few more questions to ask you about acting. These are just like, so I've just written down some things. I asked Matt some similar questions because he was an actor. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just liked it. I just thought, you know, I've got an actor yeah. on the podcast. I'll, so I want, one of the questions I have for you is, how do you personally prepare for an audition? So I suppose, like, so my preparation would probably be like a little bit of, if there's any research involved and in like the piece that you're auditioning for. I try not, I think addition as well has a bit of a stigma of it's scary it's daunting it's nerve-wracking <laughs> but I suppose like the, the important message to take away from addition is if you don't get it it's not a reflection mm -hmm. on you or what you've done it's just because you're not right for the part but you'll be yeah. right for other parts and that's what it's all about yeah. so yeah I suppose like reminding yourself of it's going to be fine they're human it's it's absolutely okay but yeah so I suppose like a lot of research on the piece obviously rehearsing it and yeah it's an it's, it's something you need to you need to enjoy doing if you're yeah, that yeah. scared about it then you know you need to take that stigma away of it being quite stressful and just go and have fun with it and that's what ambition is but um yeah I don't know if that answers your question no no it's, good. No, it's definitely <laughs> I definitely hope that you answered it very well okay of what another question I have is um are there any actors that you look up to that you like that have been a big influence on you so again I suppose it ties in a lot with the films I've watched like I love like actors like Vivian Lee 
like the classics like Audrey Hepburn yeah I'm looking at my back wall because they're all on my wall <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah so I've got people like Marilyn Monroe stuff that like I love like they're just timeless and yeah and then like watching things now like Olivia Coleman's brilliant the Dench, she's great but Gillian Anderson I've just oh, very good. Even my as, mind every single time. Even as Margaret Thatcher. Even as Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she does amazing. Given the very pressing need to bring public sector borrowing and inflation under control, this government will embark on what Jeffrey has confirmed is one of the boldest and most far-reaching programs of fiscal correction this country has ever known. And so versatile. It's, it's so funny when you look back. So, like, Olivia Coleman, like, I'll use both of them as an analogy. Or when you look back at, like, their early works, when you look at Olivia Coleman, how she was in, like, Keep Show and Hot Fuzz. Amazing. And then you look at her, like, in films like The Favourite, I mean, she's the queen. I like, know, I know. Stuff, so I think it's and Gillian Anderson of like, oh, that X-Files actress. And look at her now. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. I don't think it's like, I, I love that actor or actress the most or whatever. I think I just watch it. And if I'm enjoying the performance and everything, I'm like, oh, I love them. But uh, yeah, I suppose like the whole kind of like old Hollywood, which I suppose is very corrupt looking back. <laughs> old Hollywood, which is like timeless and classic, like, also the change on females you know getting such amazing parts and controversial parts and stuff is uh, pretty cool so I actually uh, this I'm just making this up on the spot but I just it's in interesting me how do you feel as a as a woman working in the arts like do you think about do you think about that a lot because I know there has been a lot of change recently and, and do you feel do you feel like you have more of an opportunity now do you feel like the playing field starting to level yes I, I suppose, yeah, it is taking a step in the right direction. I feel like it's not so much like females, though. It's also like, you know, diversity and all kind of aspects. It needs more of a limelight. And I think what was nice is on, particularly on our uni course, there were a lot of females like in the Screen Academy, I suppose. Yeah, so like yeah. Katrina was our lecturer and she was directing us. And then you had like Delilah there. Liv, like you've got all these people that are like really amazing at what they do and that's kind of cool you've got these kind of cool presence in, around you and everything and I think as well that's good to see and I, like I've got a couple of other friends that like are filmmakers and stuff as well so I think that's a really good step in direction of like you're seeing it but then mm -hmm. I suppose like there's not a lot of like there needs to be more Scottish work like, I think we need more of yeah something well. something I think of a lot and I mean, I, I, something I'm also nervous to say because I don't want to just be like a guy sitting having a job. I'm conscious of that whole uh, viewpoint. But like, <laughs> I, as you're saying, so what I tend, I don't tend to think of it as a gender thing. I tend to think a lot about, I just want to see more Scottish work and yeah. more, more of Scotland on screen. And that's something I'm really passionate about. No, definitely. As well as equality, of course. I think as well, like, there's more of, like, I've been listening to like a few different other podcasts and stuff as well, mainly about like female creatives and everything. And I think we are taking a step in the right direction. There just needs to be more and there needs to be more like Scottish female voices and everything like yeah, being no. heard. And like for me, I'm very much like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to write about it. I'm just going to make it or whatever. Good. And I think a lot of other females are kind of like going down that route as well of like, you know, artistic directors and things. But yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to let like that whole, there's more, I'm just like, I'm just going to do my thing and that's it. <laughs> 
so well, that, that's good and, and and that's refreshing to hear and I'm, I'm glad you feel like you know confident to do that so look forward yeah. to hopefully seeing you do you know go off and doing all these amazing things <laughs> I well, know. That, again segues very nicely because a question I'm going to start we're starting to ask all our guests this now it's something I've, I maybe should have been doing before but so what is your sort of creative ambition what is it you'd love to end up doing what's like the sort of end goal for you I think I would like to I want to I want to create I think I really want to devise and things like I do absolutely love acting and everything and the experience I've had but there's something about like I think that sometimes my mind just kind of wanders and I'll think of an idea or like write it down and when it comes to actually expanding that and making it something I'm like oh no that's we've crashed and burned a wee bit here but yeah I think just being able to like create something and get it out there working with directors and things I think that there's a big part of me that just loves direction I yeah. haven't directed much on cam like I've got no experience with directing camera so I would definitely like to get that but I'm very much like I just want to sponge it all up I want to sponge yeah. up about how that works like I'm like I bought like a microphone and everything granted I'm holding it right now because it's uh, not doing what it's told <laughs> doing a great but, job. Um, yeah I'm like taking interest in like that kind of side of things and buying equipment and just like the now using this time as like effectively as possible and start making things so yeah I just want to always be busy and always making things I suppose that's my I don't I, I like I'm not going to be like living in Hollywood for instance but um, yeah as long as <laughs> well, you I never you never know you never know never know yeah I'll see you yeah. there Jamie <laughs> yeah well I mean maybe, <laughs> maybe. I know <laughs> <laughs> Just get a real job. Yeah, well, so we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, uh, like, has there been a, have you ever had a part-time job that it was just <laughs> terrible or that was maybe a bit funny? Like, what's the worst part-time job you've ever had? Oh, you know, I went onto my Facebook and I deleted all my job history. <laughs> like, I don't want to be held accountable for anything I say. I've had a lot of, I've had a mix of jobs, uh, sales, retail, working in restaurants and things and it was interesting when Liv was talking about working in restaurants her experience seemed really positive whereas mine was uh, interesting and the first thing I'll say about it is I never got a tip not one tip. ever never a tip oh wow because it went because it, it went to charity read between the lines there yeah um, sure sure it went yeah and a lot of cameras and things about about the place as well so it was very much like Big Brother was always watching so mm. Christmas whenever people came in they were always like do you keep your tips? And I was like, no. And then on the way out, they'd be like, do you remember when I was sitting under the napkin? And I would sprint to that table and, you know, collect that <laughs> tenor that was left for me to find and <sighs> do it discreetly, hiding it in my shoe and everything. It's tragic. Yeah. Um, oh God. I, is it, was this a chain or was this an independent company? An independent, yeah. well-known where I live. Oh, that's okay. all I'll say. But yeah, um, it wasn't, I mean, it, like the people that I worked with were funny and there was a lot of like gossip and politics in that <laughs> place that I worked in and you were always coming home and going you'll never guess what happens now uh so yeah no tips or anything like that so it was a uh, pretty hard going and that was probably my first like is that my first proper ever job probably but I was actually thinking I totally forgot about this and when I was thinking about this answer the other day when I stopped nursing, I was like, I need a full-time job. And thank goodness I am, like, where I was. 
But I remember going for an audition to sell double glazing windows. <laughs> an audition, sorry, an interview. <laughs> I, I please give find, me the part. I, can, I know, I couldn't find the place. So that was an added stress. And then I finally found it and I went in and it was me and these two other men that were probably like in their 30s or something. And I was this like 18, 17 year old or something. And the woman was interviewing us and it was like one of those questions of like, what would you take on your desert island? And we were to work as a team. It was a team exercise where you were to pick three things. And this guy just kept taking like complete control over everything that this him and this other guy, me and this other guy were saying. And then we had a break and uh, we came back in the room and he didn't come back. And I was, I was a bit like, what happened there? And the woman came in and went, we've had to let him go because he didn't work very well on the team building Desert Island task. And I found it really funny because of how she said it. She was very much like he didn't play well. He didn't he didn't agree with you that you need water and things like that. And I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> but yeah, we also had to sell things as well, like pretend like to sell a coloring book. So I suppose that was a bit of acting and a bit of imitation. But yeah, they offered me a job and I was like, I can't show up to people's houses try to sell double blazing. Oh god. What I'm talking about. I'm holding my mic right now to do this. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what chance have I got to go and sell double blazing? But uh, yeah, so that was a, that was an a, that could have been a really bad job. But uh, yeah, I suppose I've been quite lucky. I'm very optimistic in like whatever job I do. I'm like, well, I've I've met some really great people, or I've met I've made some any experience is a good experience. Is what yeah. So yeah, I learned a lot of things. I suppose it's like thinking of nursing as well. Like there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. But um, yeah, I suppose working full time is also like just as a general if you're not working full time doing something that you love then that's also quite a it can be hard yeah. it can be hard because you get used to that wage and you get used yeah to you do it and it sometimes feels impossible to walk away from it but if you're listening and you're creative and you're in a full-time job you can do it like walk away worth it. yeah <laughs> well rebecca yeah. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast and talking to us. And also, thank you for making this conversation uh, very easy because obviously I've met you on the networking thing, but, you know, you know, yeah. you're the first guest I've not properly known when I've interviewed and you've been very easy, <laughs> been very easy to talk to and you've held your mic very well. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I just wondered, um, we ask everyone that comes on, um, do you have any tips for anyone who maybe wants to get into acting or for somebody who's maybe just in the same position as you at the start of their creative career and who wants to like, you know sort of get it moving and maybe yeah keep mm-hmm. going um yeah so I suppose like my main advice would be like a good place to start is to kind of look if there's anything local going on with you because I think there's a lot to be said about local work like it is good to be a part of and to sort of create a bit of a hub of like in creativity like you know if you've got ideas write them down see what comes of that like it's funny you should ask because there are a few people that I know that I've not spoken to in quite a long time Mm -hmm. that over lockdown it's been a period of what do I want to do with my life and a few people have actually contacted me to ask for advice so it's quite funny to be talking about it again but um yeah I would say like have a look and see what's out there watch lots of things read lot listen to lots of things like things like this is good to listen to so have a look for courses I suppose if you want to get into education and everything and see what's out there there are there are quite a lot of courses um, and a lot of them are being done virtually which is mm-hmm. which is a bit of a pain but, but they will um, come back up again so they will we'll get there we will be able to be in person again so just keep the creativity going but I would say yeah so reach out and see if there's anyone local to you doing anything that's quite interesting read 
watch, listen to things, and then have a look and see what courses there are. So college is always a good place to start to kind of test the water a bit, I would say. Yeah. There's a lot of courses that offer like an NC or like an HNC. And not that I'm saying that they're very easy or anything, but it's no. a good, a nice, a, a gentle introduction into things. Very, well, they're, that's very, they're very good. Thank you for that. Thank, <laughs> thanks for sharing, everyone. Well, thank you. And remember, go and check out a lot of their links, definitely. Yes, do it. Yeah. No, it's been great. It's been nice. It's not been as nerve-wracking as I thought it would be. I'm, I'm very glad. Well, thanks for speaking to us. <laughs> no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Just Get A Real Job. I'd like to thank my guest, uh, Rebecca, for coming on again. I really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, remember, if you liked what Rebecca had to say, check out the links under the podcast to find out a bit more about the stuff she's been involved in. Yeah, go and check out Lockdown Links. It's a great networking night, and I think a lot of people who listen to our podcast would uh, really enjoy that. But anyway, as always, please, if you're liking the podcast, uh, give us a share on social media, subscribe, like us if you actually can please give us a review on apple Podcasts because that is so so helpful and it would mean a lot to us so yeah if you're enjoying it go and give us a wee five star review that would be amazing but yeah i'll be back again with another episode of just get a real job and thanks for listening as always stay safe guys just get a real job